Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Shones. Today we're going to pick up with part 2 of Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. And, well, things are going to get a little different from the story as we heard it from Walt Disney. At least I know that I was not such a huge fan of Aladdin after this section. Where we're picking back up, Aladdin has discovered the genie and has discovered its power. And now we're going to find out what he'll do with that power. This is Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp, Part 2. One day, Aladdin heard an order from the Sultan proclaimed that everyone was to stay at home and close his shutters while the princess's daughter went to and from the bath. Aladdin was seized by a desire to see her face, which was very difficult as she always went veiled. He hid himself behind the door of the bath and peeped through a chink. The princess lifted her veil as she went in and looked so beautiful that Aladdin fell in love with her at first sight. He went home so changed that his mother was frightened. He told her he loved the princess so deeply that he could not live without her and meant to ask her in marriage of her father. His mother, on hearing this, burst out laughing, but Aladdin at last prevailed upon her to go before the sultan and carry his request. She fetched a napkin and laid in it the magic fruits from the enchanted garden which sparkled and shone like the most beautiful jewels. She took these to please the sultan and set out trusting in the lamp. The Grand Vizier and the Lords of Council had just gone in as she entered the hall and placed herself in front of the Sultan. He, however, took no notice of her. She went every day for a week, and stood in the same place. When the council broke up on the sixth day, the Sultan said to his Vizier, I see a certain woman in that audience chamber every day carrying something in a napkin. Call her next time that I may find out what she wants. Next day, at a sign from the vizier, she went up to the foot of the throne and remained kneeling till the sultan said to her, Rise, good woman, and tell me of what you want. She hesitated, so the sultan sent away all but the vizier and bade her speak frankly, promising to give her beforehand for anything she might say. She then told him of her son's violent love for the princess. I prayed him to forget her, she said, but in vain. He threatened to do some desperate deed if I refused to go and ask your majesty for the hand of the princess. Now I pray you to forgive me, not alone, but also my son Aladdin. The sultan asked her kindly what she had in the napkin, whereupon she unfolded the jewels and presented them to him. He was thunderstruck and turned to the vizier, saying, What sayest thou? Ought I not to bestow the princess on one who values her at such a price? The vizier, who wanted her for his own son, begged the sultan to withhold her for three months, in the course of which he hoped his son would contrive to make him a richer present. The sultan granted this, and told Aladdin's mother that, though he consented to the marriage, she must not appear before him again for three months. Aladdin waited patiently for nearly three months, but after two had elapsed, his mother, going into the city to buy oil, found everyone rejoicing, and asked what was going on. "'Do you not know?' was the answer. "'The son of the Grand Vizier is to marry the Sultan's daughter tonight.' 
Breathless, she ran and told Aladdin, who was overwhelmed at first, but presently bethought him of the lamp. He rubbed it, and the genie appeared, saying, What is thy will? Aladdin replied, The sultan, as thou knowest, has broken his promise to me, and the vizier's son is to have the princess. My command is that to-night you bring hither the bride and bridegroom. Master, I obey, said the genie. Aladdin then went into his chamber, where sure enough at midnight the genie transported the bed containing the vizier's son and the princess. Take this new married man, he said, and put him outside in the cold and return at daybreak. Whereupon the genie took the vizier's son out of bed, leaving Aladdin with the princess. Fear nothing, Aladdin said to her. You are my wife, promised to me by your unjust father, and no harm shall come to you. The princess was too frightened to speak, and passed the most miserable night of her life, while Aladdin lay down beside her and slept soundly. At the appointed hour the genie fetched in the shivering bridegroom, laid him in his place, and transported the bed back to the palace. Presently the sultan came to wish his daughter good morning. The unhappy vizier's son jumped and hid himself, while the princess would not say a word which was very sorrowful. The sultan then sent her mother to her, who said, "'How comes it, child, that you will not speak to your father? What has happened?' The princess sighed deeply, and at last told her mother how, during the night, the bed had been carried into some strange house, and what had passed there. Her mother did not believe her in the least, but bade her rise and consider it an idle dream. The following night, exactly the same thing happened, and next morning, on the princess's refusal to speak, the sultan threatened to cut off her head. She then confessed all, bidding him to ask the vizier's son if it were not so. The sultan told the vizier to ask his son who owned the truth, and adding that dearly as he loved the princess he would rather die than go through another such fearful night, and wished to be separated from her. His wish was granted, and there was an end to feasting and rejoicing. And that is the end of part two of Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. And I told you, Aladdin does not come out looking good in this story. Certainly not in this section, abducting the bridegroom and the bride. Regardless of what the father had promised, it's not a good look. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, anywhere you'd like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com. We'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening.